Hey Dave. How are you doing? Happy Sunday. Very happy uh, Sunday. I'm doing good Picking by the way. Picking like all this uh, pickle hair out oh, of the yeah, mic. My, my cat has been sleeping near my microphone oh, lately. I, uh, evidently, yeah. Um, and he's so fluffy and it's springtime. Uh, you know what happens to fluffy cats um, in springtime? Picking cat hair off the mics. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Shane, uh, our guest is also picking cat hair off his mic. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you're not allergic to cats, Shane. I'm not. No. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, so Shane's from Beer Mash uh, here in Fitzroy Collingwood. Collingwood. Uh, Collingwood on this side. Yeah, yeah right. I went to... Um, oh, is this a boundary, is it? Yeah, on the other side of the street is uh, Fitzroy, and then on this side it's Collingwood. So right. right. I went nice to, divide. I went to hashtag the Instagram post I just made and went, shit, I don't know what suburb, I'm going to leave it off. Unless someone goes... Tough, not, tough not life, eh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't know which hashtag to put on. Yeah. Hey, it's important and all important in Instagramming. Good point. Um, before we go into to beer mash and learn mm-hmm. all about it, let's. Uh, I think I interrupted you as well. You said you were doing fine. Okay, Is yeah. Because I'm doing you fine. look fresh, feel fresh. Is that what I'm getting from you? Sure. All right. Is that a reference that I'm not getting? No, no. Okay. I think you started to go into why you were feeling good, and then I interrupted no. you by picking cat hair off the microphone. I don't think so. All right. Yeah, I wasn't going anywhere like important. If I was going anywhere, fair enough. Um, I went to Bendigo yesterday. How was it? Good. Bendigo on the Hop uh, Festival down there for the... Down there? Up there? Over there? Up there, yeah. Um, there in Bendigo. Have you ever been to that, Shane? Yeah, I've been a couple of times. It's a it's a great festival. A bit of walking involved, which is good. Mm. Why is there walking involved? Uh, so, oh, yeah. you go. No, you can yeah. go. Yeah. Um, so it's scattered around maybe half a dozen venues. Oh, right. And so each venue has two breweries, I think. And basically you buy a ticket from a venue and that's where you start. And every venue has a certain amount of tickets. So you buy a ticket from that venue, you start there, and then you just go to each venue and try Sure, the I kind of like that. I like the walking element of that. Yeah, it's a really fun way to do it, I think. Um, I was only I only went to a couple of venues because so I was volunteering, but it was interesting to see people yeah, just stopping in and, well, what are the breweries here? And we had Venom and um, Temple and people were, were Did you get a sense, I mean, I, don't, I know you're not from Bendigo, so it's hard to know, but like, does it bring people into town? Like, can you notice that? Yeah, I that's think so. That's kind of fun. Um, and, and there also there seem to be a lot of Melbourne people there. Right. Uh, even volunteering. Boring. Same faces. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're volunteering. There's like half a dozen people that I'm like, yeah. I know these people from... Well, actually, Jenny was there from the Plus Ones. Oh, right. We okay. bumped into it most beer events these days. Um, and it was a lot of people that weren't familiar with beer coming around. Good. Uh, the one thing I noticed was... A lot of females coming up and saying, look, I don't really like beer. You know, what, what should I have? Sure. And I was giving them the black IPA and the red, the amber from... Um, Who are you pulling for? So I had Venom and Temple. So right, black IPA okay. from Venom and the amber, like an American amber, American red from uh, Temple. Is which that is new? Yeah, it's like a limited release keg only cool. one. Um, for the festival or just timing? Just timing, I okay. think, yep. Uh, and quite aggressive, but, ooh, you know, still quite sweet, those kind of beers. And... Yeah, they were, these ladies were walking away. Converting them left, right and centre. Three, three of them come up and said, we don't like beer, what should we drink? And I said, try this. And one of them had it as like the guinea pig for her friends. And she's yeah. like, her reaction, on the look on her face was just, this is delicious. Perfect. And so they all got... How away. was the weather? Terrible. Garbage. Okay. It hailed at one point. Really? Yeah. It allowed me uh, to What make a stress on like a walking required event. Mm. I think that's um, the last couple of years. Been, how was it? When you were there, was it raining? Uh, a bit overcast. It wasn't super sunny, but mm. um, we avoided the rain. So last mm. the year before, they should shake it up because Bendigo's beautiful when it's like spring, when it's nice day, nice sunny day. It's such a nice spot. Huh? Might be a good one for winter time. I guess there's so many summer um, festivals. You don't want to compete with yeah. the same weekend. I guess yeah. the um, uh, the the 
Rain allowed me to make like terrible jokes about the rain all day. And oh, as, right. as you'd probably know, Shane, when you're working behind a bar, terrible jokes are your kind of your, your stock standard. Yeah. <laughs> um, saying things so like. You were just chalking up stats all day, were you? Oh, uh, yeah, because we were outside, mm-hmm. but we were under shelter behind the bar. So I'd say things. Is it wet like, enough for you? Oh, Any of those? Was no? the, okay. Uh, good time to be behind the bar. <laughs> People love that Classic, one. Classic, yeah. Um, so, yeah, terrible jokes. Lots of happy customers. Good good conversions. Yeah. I, I'd Did like you manage to bump into Trev? No, I didn't. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know the guys from Bendigo, uh, Bendigo Beer that organise it. He's, uh, um, he's good for beer. He's yeah. a really passionate dude. and He has well, been for a long, really long time, yeah. It was interesting. A few people commented about how well Bendigo seems to be a adopting beer like even just visiting the city there seems to be a lot of beer stuff there so and that seems to be all down to the bendigo beer team so yeah yeah they've been like really pushing it for at least like five years so mm. like they've been right behind it for a while shout out to those guys Good um work. parrot dog just funded their brewery they got two million dollars yeah, in two days pretty exciting did you read the prospectus no it's pretty like really in depth and the actual site development looks pretty exciting mm. do you get parrot dog in here yeah yeah we do um get a few different ones because um, we weren't getting them in Australia for a while were we no I think um, Hemlock distribution um, brings them in I think yeah okay along with Liberty uh, is uh, uh, yeah yeah. Uh, sorry not Liberty um, Funk Estate oh uh, yeah, yeah right, right. Okay. I'm seeing Funk Estate everywhere these days yeah yeah they're quite good mm. cool labels um, cans as well which yeah good to awesome. Funk Estate guys Beervana happened do you guys hear anything about Beervana uh, what's Beervana? I, I was stuck here, but yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> <Beavana>. <laughs> so annoying when you just look at social media when you're yeah. not at a yeah. festival, especially one as exciting as Beervana. Yeah. I heard nothing but good things about Beervana Wellington this year. Maybe miss not being there. Anything um, that you heard about that looked like an absolute standout? Uh, our friends at Craftwork in Omaru. Mm-hmm. I think we drank on the show. Sure, we definitely years ago. Um, two years ago. Gee, that would have been fresh. Yeah. Um, would have been a pretty ordinary episode, I reckon. Nah, it would have been a hot episode. Well, on, the the on the scale of our quality <laughs> lately. <laughs> um, they had a, a Lambic and a couple of barrage, barrel-aged beers and people were raving about how good their beers were. So, um, yeah, good work, Craftwork. Sounds good. Zwanzi Day is happening in Australia again. Scratch bar, eh? Scratch bar up in Brisbane. That's pretty fun for like Queensland beer. Definitely. Definitely. Congratulations to Brisbane. Um, hopefully we should see some keg runoff down here as well. Yeah, I mean, annoying that we couldn't get it again, but... Um, oh, I think it's good. Yeah, oh, I'm just self- being selfish, that's all. Yeah. yeah. Have you? Did you go to Zwanzi Day when it was here? No, Shane? I missed it, unfortunately. Yeah. It was, it was a cracker day. Yeah. It was good yeah. fun. Because it was like the, every nerd was there, mm. without exception. The um, people that don't know, that's the Canteon yearly release, uh, big celebration of Lambic. Uh, so yeah, if you're up in Brisbane and you don't know what that is, go along and check it out. I think it'd be crazy not to. Yeah, yeah, it'll be such a, it'll be good fun. Yeah, I think like, I haven't been still, but I keep hearing that like the the Brisbane beer scene is so like collaborative and supportive that I'm sure if one person doesn't know about it, they'll get around and make sure they get involved because that's one of those things you should just have to go to, eh? Yeah, definitely. Uh, and New Zealand have got it for the first time. Uh, our friends at Garage Project are hosting it. Really? And they are promising exciting things. Because nice. Ga- Garage Project don't do anything exciting normally. No, so true. You can so see them. Uh, good uh, <laughs> step in the right direction yeah, for those yeah. young upstarts. They'll finally be. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's exciting for, for New Zealand as well. You don't definitely. get... Definitely. I don't think Cantillon's even distributed in New Zealand anymore. If it is, it's in very small amounts. Although our friend Brendan uh, found 
a bottle of Lupep Creek, I think, sure. from like 2008. Wow. In a random sh- like shop in New Plymouth or somewhere, some you know really small town in New Zealand. Found like three bottles just get, get it, gathering dust on the shelf for nice. 20 bucks or something. Fantastic. I'm sure he snapped them all up. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, four Pines. There's a couple of articles about them this week. What's going on with Four Pines? They were rumoured heavily to be selling to Asahi. Yeah. And also they were rumoured to be selling to Lion, I think. That'd be a pretty smart buy for one of those big players. Definitely. Because they're, they're key. They're ripe yeah. for uh, the, the picking, I guess. But they've come out and said that, no, they're not selling. They're expanding on their own on their own bat. Nice. Uh, barrel Room. A couple more bars. Uh, in the works, so yeah, the exciting. opposite, of the o- exact yeah. opposite. Yeah, um, I don't. We don't get heaps of four pints down here, do we? Like bits no, and pieces. Yeah, well, I think they've got a, um, a deal with uh, Dan Murphy's. Yep. So like, I went in. I hadn't even seen that Cascadian Dark Ale around the grounds, and then it was on the shelves at um, Dan Murphy's next to B- uh, the B Two Bomber of all things as yeah, well. Yeah. So. Some reasonable gear going on. It. I was at a damn movie the other day, actually, and um, they had like Otrevez, the Sierra Nevada yeah, one, sure. out there as well. Yeah, yeah, it's insane, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> they got a bit of stone as well. Yeah, yeah, so true. Yeah. yeah, and they've had the sculpting varieties for a while now as well. So mm. I still am like a little bit concerned about how they look after their stock. Uh, um, there are some bottle shops around Melbourne. True. That oh yeah. Selling great exactly. beer that don't look after their stock. So <laughs> good <laughs> you point. Know. Don't buy beer anywhere. Yeah, no pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Shane. Yeah. <laughs> you <can eat. laughs> when you're making some solid points like this, it's hard to argue <laughs> with. Yeah. Um, uh, there's two articles uh, up on the website this week about uh, one about Hop Thief, Hop Thief Eight from James Squire, which yeah. I couldn't find. What an epic tale that was! It was a good tale, wasn't it? Mm. Um, I yeah, have a read. How many of it. venues did you go to before Seven you? Seven bottle on? shops, I think. So the the PR team. W- emailed me and said we're sending you out a bottle and then it never arrived and then um, so I went looking for it and couldn't find it anywhere I got accused of shoplifting a little shoplifting nice. along the way as yeah. well that was before your snazzy haircut though so you're looking a little bit it more disheveled yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I would have accused me too true as I was walking out I thought because I was holding something from the chemist in my hand and I had like sort of a package and I had my hoodie wrapped around that because yeah. it was a hot day. So, so you it looked like I was... You should have... And you'd been to six other venues before that, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was um, like... Yeah. The guy should have accused me. And I quite enjoy, enjoyed that our friend Kale sent you a photo from... Where was he when he found the Hop Thief? Oh, um, Humpty like, Doo? Yeah, some obscure part of the country that they had no issues getting that beer, but Luke could not find one for love and the money. Yeah. Melbourne Melbourne City, you can't find Hop Thief. Eh? <laughs> um, anyway, read the article. Also, Long White Cloud Brewery, mm-hmm. New Zealand. Uh, did a little bit of research into who those guys are. I won't spoil it for you, but um, yeah, it was an interesting one. Yeah, uh, I quite enjoyed that read as well. Yeah, thanks, Dave. What do you think? Uh, yeah, read the article. Uh, also, speaking of articles, um, Pale Ale article about Australian Pale Ales in All About Beer in the US um, that I wrote. Have a read about Exciting. that for a local take. And I've got an article. Have you had any feedback on it yet? Yeah, people were. A lot of people didn't read the article and read the headline. And just replied to the headline of what okay, is an Australian sure. parallel? And they're like, Coopers. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's the point of the article. Yeah. Read the article, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought people on the internet being dicks? True. I don't think that's something I'm familiar with, actually. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. happen too you often. Maybe yeah. you'll bump into it right, right. sooner or later. It's going to take off the internet. Um, and I've got one coming up in Beer and Brewer. Have a read of that as well. Cool. What's the subject? Parallels. Nice. I'm all about parallels this month. Oh, um, nice. They're light, they're delicious. Craft Beer Survey. From Beer from Cartel. From Beer Cartel, yeah. 
I wrote that, but I don't, know, I don't have anything to say about it. Oh, you just wanted to briefly discuss it? Well, or? I thought I remember writing it and thinking, oh, I'll, I'll think about how we should approach it right away, and then I just forgot about it. Well, I think it seems like um, it was a data harvesting operation, but... 100% definitely. Yeah, but I mean, like, the way they presented the f- information was kind of kind of nice. It was kind of fun to look at. Yep. I mean, it was really clear and simple. I mean, there were a few obvious things like, um, what was the what was the name of that easily Australia's favourite blog? Oh, the I've never Be- heard of? Beer Pilgrim? Be- yeah. I don't know what's going on Are you there. You aware of the Beer Pilgrim? Uh, I've seen a bit on Instagram, I think, or yeah. just like photos um, posted. Uh, I haven't cr- come across the blog yet, though. No. Well yeah, and that was, that's what my experience was, I heard the name yeah, and I thought, yeah. isn't that the one that was sponsored by Lion? Yes. Um, so it's a competition, basically, and he won the competition to be the Beer Pilgrim. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. So, but I don't think it's sponsored by Lion anymore. Right. But I was looking through some of his posts and he... Um, How often does he post, by the way? <laughs> not for two months, maybe. Enough to be Australia's favourite. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, like... What, it's, a, it's mostly a travel blog, so some of his posts recently been spo- sponsored by like German tourism or something. So, right, okay. Um, yeah, I don't, I, not not a lot of substance in there, but no. I guess if you're going travelling to somewhere, it might be useful. It's Looks, fun. it's a beautiful fun. looking website, but anyway, fair enough. Um, I think we were fourth in the most read. I'm not sure we landed on the podcast thing. I didn't check. Really? Yeah. Brutal. Fourth. Um, <laughs> Australia right. doesn't know anything. <laughs> Um, Beer Deluxe have changed. Oh no, sorry. What's the the group? The group that my I'm mates. Dixon, Dixon yeah, group? my mates. Dixon group. Yeah, you're Michael. not related to them, are you, Shane? No, I wish. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a, a rich family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so they have changed their contracts. So they're no longer going to be supplied beer from CUB. They're going to go through have wine, it with Lion, yeah. which is probably a big blow for CUB, right? Is it? Well, they spent a lot of money. Unofficially, uh, rumors to spend a lot of money on on beer Lux and getting those big tanks and yeah, but drop in the ocean, really. Yeah, I don't reckon they'll lose too much sleep over it. Hmm. Okay, um, I'll, I'll talk to my mate Mick and I'll let you know what it's all about it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so you won't be getting unfiltered, unpasteurized carton draft at beer Lux anymore. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Have no you well. ever tried that one? Uh, no, I've avoided it. Didn't we drunkenly tr- try it? Yeah, we tried it. Uh, we shared a glass and that was. Did we it was count draft basically yeah, yeah it was so just lackluster I was reading through the comments on Bruce News and people were like lamenting it like one guy was like oh you can't get your unfiltered cart and draft and someone's like oh you can get it at this other place and so people actually cared about that beer was one it like person. a account that had one tweet <laughs> yeah it was, was an ma- egg yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway I guess it's probably more interesting to get their beers because Lion has a more a more interesting craft beer portfolio anyway sure. so yeah so Three more things. Oscar Blues, Alesmith, and The Brewery. Three new US breweries mm-hmm. getting distributed here. Um, I reckon the Oscar Blues will do well. I reckon the other two will not do well. Alesmith's already on shelves anyway. Like Grey. Grey, yeah. Yeah, I've seen it around. You get some yeah. Grey brewery stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The brewery stuff, the, the standard r- range of the brewery stuff I really like. The ones that I've had. And they, they're bringing out some of the, the Sour Project mm-hmm. bottles as well. I think is kind of an initial launch thing. So that'll be interesting. Um, we've had Al Smith on the show and we loved it. Have we had a brewery beer on the show? No, maybe not. Maybe not. Um, I remember, like, I'm sure that, uh, like, once they launch, it's going to go bananas and then it'll, like, stone. Like, it'll die away a little bit. And I just think it's the prohibitive pricing on those big format bottles 
that the time it gets who's going to go back to it? Whereas mm. the Oscar Blue stuff is going through in the 330 mil cans or whatever they are. And I think it's just more approachable and more accessible and yeah. more... What's, what's uh, your take on that, Shane? Being oh, I, think, I think everyone likes to try something once or revisit it one more time and then move on to the next thing, which is kind of tricky. But, um, yeah, it seems to be people always are wanting the next new thing that's exciting and new and interesting that they haven't had before um, as opposed to going back and buying something again and again and again um, with the exception of some really sort of solid beers um, that are like the Pirate Life we get a lot of turnover of those continually um, and Hawkers I have to, whenever I go into a bottle shop I've got to like give myself the pep talk to not just load up on Pirate Life <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, that, and that's the thing I think both of us as when we're purchasing beer we'll go and I'll get my ha- half a dozen Pirate Life or half a dozen Hawkers or um, Wolf of the Willows Wolf or, of the Willows or Bad Shepherd. Yeah, or yep. Bad Shepherd. Mm. And I know that I'm going to get a really good beer that I can have in the fridge and then I'll get one or two. You know, Interesting sort of yeah, yeah. new ones. Um, yeah. And I think that's, Dave, that's probably how you shop as well these days. Exactly, yeah. And it's great that we can we know we can get locals. You know, I don't have to... I can buy a local that's as good as a Sierra Nevada Pale mm-hmm. and have that in my fridge and be happy. Um, yeah, anyway, interesting times for American beers. Oh, you had the Oscar Blues ones, Dave, didn't you? you yeah, I went through, like, Grape and Grain and Moorabbin got all of them except for the, reg- like, not the I- the Pale or the IPA, but the other ones. Yeah. Um, it was a red, red IPA. It was a red IPA, an Imperial IPA, a Coffee Porter and an Imperial Stout. And yeah. the two dark beers were delicious. The red IPA, because they're pretty old, like, by the time I got them. I pretty much got them on first sight, and I think they were sort of five months old yeah um, that's right yeah yeah mm. uh so i mean for those sort of like pop and fresh sort of pale ipa sort of beers it's a little bit low on the tooth mm. even though they're in cans but the, I, the red ipa tasted real fresh but the imperial ipa tasted a little bit like it was a little bit past its best but mm. i still got the idea the hint that if that was fresh it'd be a, a killer but um the dark ones were delicious really good mm. yeah, maybe i'll pick some up i think i've ever had an oscar blues beer never had so, like, I haven't had it in, all, in ages, but, like, my memory was the same memory of having the hot water pail. Oh, like, yeah. very, very bitter. Um, but maybe just, like, it was, at the time, it was just, like, by far the most bitter mm. pail that I'd had. So, I mm. had that sort of reaction. But that's the sort of style that um, I'm thinking of anyway. Yeah. Shane, have you had them? Uh, yeah, I had um, Rory from uh, Mountain Goat brought in a couple of cans to try. Um, we all sort of sat around and had a bit of a tasting of the 1050 and the red IPA as well. Um, but it looked really good, but I'd agree with Dave's comments there um, regarding the age. Um, I was expecting them to be a little bit uh, fresher, I guess. For a launch, you yeah, kind of yeah. them and to, to hustle and get it really fresh, right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, but we've, we've got them and it's great that they're coming over and maybe the next round will be possibly fresher. Mm. Um, and it would be great, as Dave said, just to, to try them closer to their brew date mm. um, to see if that makes much of a difference. But I think it would, personally. Mm. I think it would as yeah. well because like they're both, the Imperial IPA and the Red IPA were both sort of like 10%. Yeah. And they didn't taste like that at all. Mm. So like if you add an extra like, little zing of hop freshness, I reckon they're going to be yeah. pretty brutally good. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. Now speaking of... I guess older beers. I had a Exit Amber. We got a four pack of those and didn't check the date, and sure. they were from February, which is incredibly old. Yep. Um, tasting delicious. Nice. Really, really impressed with how they held up. So, well, what was that? Um, the beer we had at the Good Beer Week showcase. That was the last. 
Oh, it was the, like the uh, number the 10 or whatever, or whatever the IPA, West Coast yeah, IPA the, the was. Yeah, first, the first uh, iteration of that. Because that was pretty old at the time, and that tasted great. Yeah. So um, those beers tend to stand up a little bit, I reckon. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting, actually. Yeah. Yeah, the Exit IPA is probably the biggest seller of Exit here. Yeah, we just so good. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Well, it's interesting as well, like, because they were kind of one of the first... And even though it was so recent, to put out like a really clean West Coast IPA in a as a yeah. Core. yeah, yeah, sure. um, probably about the same time as Pirate Life came out with with theirs. Yeah, I would say so. so yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's it's interesting that it's selling. You know, most other breweries are coming out and saying, oh, "We can't do that. We need to have a pale ale." And yeah, yeah. We've, yeah. we've talked about that enough on the yeah, show, right? Mentioned a few <laughs> times, Never yeah. mentioned West Coast IPAs again. <laughs> uh, it's all about East Coast. Ah, uh, the other two new things are boring. Who cares? I want to uh, just like I don't, you don't have to go into them, but okay, like the, the last two points was just saison and Coopers. So. Article one saison um, in the crafty pint, sure, which is interesting. Was it, I think Will Zebel was wrote it, it specifically? Oh, was it? Okay, um, yep. Uh, I really like, like Will. Yeah, yeah, I really like Will's writing. He he writes for Froth as well, uh, and he does historical stuff. Excellent stuff. Yeah, really good. Nice. He's a good dude as well. Yeah, he's. A solid I don't know fella. if he listens. If you're listening, Will, shout out to good you. Good job, you. Yeah. Um, and anyway, Coopers was the last one. Yeah, Coopers have won a. Um, uh, sponsorship from Heineken for the tennis. So if you oh, go, of go course, yeah, 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 you're right. gonna get it. That's fun. Yeah, it is fun. Kind of um, visually is not like a jarring difference, branding wise. No, but it's a local flavor. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Good on Coopers. Yeah, it's very solid work. All right, let's come back and uh, we'll talk to Shane. All, all about things beer mash. Yeah. We refreshed our beers on the break as well. I think we all got the same beer. Yeah, you came out. Liberty, yeah. Why the hell not? I'm loving this at the moment. It's yeah, really, it's really, really good. good. Tasting mm. delicious. Um, I also just had the knife party before that. Fucking loved that. And then I had the... What does knife party mean? There's a band called Knife Party. Oh, really? I don't know if it's related to that. Though. Okay. Uh, yeah. What did you have before that? I had the uh, Gibbs Street Pale. Mm. Listeners would know that I think that's Stomping delicious. So, yeah, yeah, what they're doing good things. Mm. That, that really stood out to me of their core range. Um, it's a really well balanced, well made pale, quite clean, nice and hoppy. Exactly the kind of pale that I like, and it thrilled me to know that like they'd brewed it a couple of times and they won a silver at the uh, Aber Awards for wow. it. So um, mm. that's great. Yeah, sort that's of like speaks to how good it is, really. I guess. Yeah, they're opening soon next week. Something yeah. like that, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, the place so looks so good. Yeah, I can't get over it. We're gonna have to have a show there. Yeah, soon, I, I think, think we'll, yeah. we'll reach out to those guys. So Shane, tell How's us going? about Beer Mash. Oh well, it's a um, it's a bottle shop. Um, hey, how's it going? Shane's um, got some fans in the house. <laughs> it's a, uh, a yeah bottle shop and uh, bar as well. Um, mainly focusing on sort of growlers. Um, you can fill up from all 20 of the taps including coffee yeah we've got a coffee from auntie pegs who are coffee roasters just around the corner on wellington street in collingwood um so nice and local um they supply their other cafe proud mary um and they're doing pretty cool stuff um bringing over uh different styles every month or so um so getting kind of the single origin coffee from say ecuador and then it might be an ethiopian coffee the next month um, and that's, really cool. that's nitro? Yeah, yeah so it's, cool. all, it's all packaged with nitro. 
Um, I think they get it packaged elsewhere in another mm. brewery, but um, they're in little plastic key kegs um, and nitrogen filled, so it's got quite a nice creamy mouthfeel mm. and uh, crema. I guess. Have you, have you ever had one, Dave? Never. How has it been? Oh, you have to give it a go. I think yeah, so. I'd love yeah, to. Yeah. Yeah. How has it um, been received so far? Yeah, it's it's pretty well received. I think we're still getting there in terms of um, accepting it as a, a new kind of style or way of drinking coffee. Um, I find it a lot less bitter. Well, there's next to no bitterness mm. um, in the cold brew as, op- as opposed to espresso extraction. So um, you're not getting all that sort of tannin from the bean creating that dry sort of... Um, <coughs> bitterness but mm. yeah it's, it's really smooth um, great when when the weather warms up I think it'll probably yeah. pick up quite a bit yeah um, I'm sure of it I had one uh, Beervana last year there was a place doing them uh, at the festival so the second day my first beer was was that cold brew coffee and it was yeah Oh, it was just exactly just what you need to start a beer festival. I reckon <laughs> it like, like you were drinking a coffee. I reckon anybody around yeah. like here, because we, uh, or we just had the geographical discussion on whether it's Fitzroy or Collingwood earlier. Um, but we were pretty much in coffee culture. Yep. Uh, I think people would really warm to it if they um, mm. were aware of it. I think so. Yeah, that's mm. the thing. Yeah. Um, sounds fun. Yeah, I want to try one. Yeah. yeah, you should. I think you'd you'd be all over it. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, um, yeah, we've got we've got the twenty taps there, the, the coffee included. Um, generally, the the taps rotate uh, every, each time, so we sort of don't put the same thing on twice um, in a row. It's always something new and exciting, which I think people are looking for these days. So um, yeah, it keeps it interesting. Um, and we've got the fridges here full of full of beers and a little bit of wine as well. Uh, we've got some gins and some other spirits on the shelves um, that you can sort of have here or take away as well. And um, a lot of fridge space here. Yeah, yeah, there's quite a bit. Um, I'm looking to sort of expand that a little bit more again. Because um, it is nice to have most of the stock uh, chilled. So it's not spending as much time on the shelf um, and more, ti- more time in the fridge and in the cool room, um, which is important for freshness with beer. Um, but yeah, it's going great. We're, we've only just recently got the uh, ability to serve drinks here on, on premise. Um, just a, a little bit over a month ago, so... I think people are still getting used to the idea that we can do that here, but um, it is gradually, noticeably picking up each weekend. Which even, is great. even now, there's a nice little Sunday crowd yeah. uh, hanging out, which is cool. Absolutely. Yeah, also, it's good to one see. thing I've noticed from like a very, very small sample, but like I've seen quite a few people drinking in-house from the bottle. Is that something that people around here have been doing? Yeah, well, we, we do a little $2 corkage fee on top of the retail price, which is still an amazing uh, deal or great value for money. If you're just um, looking at something that's $4, like a, a Hawker's IPA, and then you just tack $2 on, we'll pour it into a glass for you. And well, you I mean, in, I'm so. just looking at a group of four over there all sitting around drinking the wild feijoa from um, 8 Wired. So oh. that's, oh, kind yeah. of a, that's kind of a fun thing to see people just... Hitting on a Sunday afternoon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, had, um, and this is a bit of a tangent, but I had one of those, the first batch of that in my cellar. Sure. The other day. Maybe one of the best. I think you lost it. Drunk. I think I got a text oh, message that was, was like, this might be the best beer I've ever had. Yeah. That beer was aged incredibly. And I think we had, when we had Siren on the show and we said, hey, you know. He's cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Legit, we said, yeah. We said yeah. how's it going to age? And he's like, I have no idea. Um, you know, find out basically. Yeah. And yeah, geez, I don't know I've ever had a, a local beer aged that well and just it was incredible so buy bottles of that keep them nice. for three or four years and it'll blow your mind my um, beer recommendation might be related to that by the way All so right. don't turn off just yet yeah. hang around for that <laughs> recommendation yeah um, you haven't been here I guess you didn't start Beer Mash no I didn't start um, Beer Mash as uh, it was in two thousand November 2014 um, it, 
became Beer Mash. Um, but I came along in November 2015, so 12 months in. Um, I, I sort of met uh, with the owner and um, we got we got chatting and um, he invited me to get on board and, and help out a bit where it sort of needed a bit of love and um, to sort of take it to the next level with the, the bar licence and everything. So, um, yeah, it was just a really good opportunity and I'd, I'd known the owner for quite a while, so um, through Eco Keg. Um, and and was that the kind of the start was the Eco Keg premise was kind of tied into the yeah i think there was some inspiration there um definitely um and it's always been the strong focus here is it's sort of um its initial sort of uh conception was to be a growler filling station um and we don't see a lot of that here it's it's quite big in america there's a, we get a lot of american tourists coming through and they're amazed to see growlers and um sort of interested as to why we, we don't have them everywhere around melbourne um but I think it, it is definitely a growing thing and the more people that are getting them and becoming aware of what they are and um, getting involved with the, the refilling of growlers, um, I think the more popular it's going to get and more available it might be as well across the market. Um, That's one thing I wanted to sort of like um, focus on a little bit because I remember uh, you were working at Slow Beer a few years ago That's when right, yeah. Chris, uh, the yeah. sort of growlers sort of became a thing in mm. Melbourne, so Was Slow Beer the first to do growlers? I think so, yeah, he very, was. Yeah. Oh, I think, well, as a first... Bottle shop, perhaps, but yeah. I know that two brothers in Moorabbin were oh, filling yeah. growlers on premise pretty really early in the piece. Yeah. Um, but I mean, cutting edge of that sort of trend, and I know that we are in the um, the pointy end of beer geekery, and I know that we were all over uh, growlers maybe a couple of years ago, yeah. and I think that from the people that we hang out with that sort of consumption has died off a bit. What's the overall like trend of growler? Um, culture doing do you think because you mentioned it was growing did you yeah it feels to me like it is um, in this spot I remember at slow beer we sort of moved through a fair few of them um, on a sort of weekly basis um, but here definitely in Collingwood there seems to be um, a really large amount of regulars coming back and getting growler fill after growler fill after growler cool. fill which is, is this area um, conducive to growler drinkers do you think I feel like it is yeah just Having had that experience in Richmond um, before at Slow Beer and, and now being situated here, um, it does feel like it's it's quite popular in this spot. Um, there's a lot of apartment buildings going up uh, in Collingwood at the moment um, and Fitzroy alike. Um, so lots of people coming in for the first time that have just moved to the area and are really interested in the concept. Um, lots of offices and um, sort of art studios around the area as well where people are coming in and grabbing four or five growlers for the, the staff drinks on a Friday night. Makes perfect um, sense, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, way better than my staff drinks. No, it ever, yeah. <laughs> my staff drinks is go to the pub, idiot. Yeah, don't 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 bother me anymore. Yeah, as where someone would come around with a thing of Stella and be like really proud to hand you one. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I'm fine. Uh, also, mostly because I don't want to. I was normally working, still, I don't want to have a beer. And you're like, oh, you're too good for it. I'm like, well, yeah, I am. It's don't make me say it though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm kind of fascinated by Smith Street, and for those that don't know um, Melbourne or Smith Street in particular, it's like. Central of all things, um, uh, food and drink. Food and drink. It's yep. a huge hub. Like you, you just walk up. I think uh, was were you, uh, Luke, and your girlfriend hypothesizing about if you lived in the area, could yes. you like eat dinner at a different place every at a, at a different place that you'd genuinely want to eat at every day for a month? Yeah, yeah, every night for a month, and it could easily. Yeah, and it's also the same. Um, with booze, there's like an endless yeah. amount of good, uh, good drinking locations. So, did like, 
I'm sure you've done the work, but it fascinates me. Is that like a um, a positive thing for a new venue, or is that yeah. like I, a I, bit I, of saturation here, or is it, is it that many people around here looking for that sort of activity that it's just worth getting into? I think um, it's a really good question, but um, the the area itself didn't really have a, as much as it has now, even just two years ago. Yeah, um, it's gone bananas. Yeah, so we're we're seeing. A massive increase in in venues that specialize in things um and it's not just sort of it feels to me like each venue has its own unique uh thing that it specializes in um and has an offering that uh the other other guys might not have so um you've got sort of quite a few restaurants that are looking at like a particular style like po boy over the road there that we can see um and also you've got sort of higher end restaurants like st crispin two doors up um Rockwell and Sons doing burgers and things. Um, Fried chicken has been yeah. mentioned on the on the show more than once. <laughs> and uh, I think it's it's really good to have those places surrounding new business, um, just because you're not on sort of isolated and not having to be a destination venue. Like there might be someone heading out to dinner and they'll come in here for a pre-drinks. Sure, um, and dinner. I guess like this kind of demographic around here, the people aren't as likely to hang on to one venue as a local and be totally loyal to them. They're more yeah. likely to just check out things more here and there and see what's Absolutely. going on. So yeah. and, and that's the thing, every time we visit uh, Smith Street, we'll go to three or four venues. Um, you know, we'll start on Gertrude Street and you kind of hop along, you go, we'll have a beer here, have a beer here. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a great tram line as well, yeah. the 86. It's awesome. 80, yeah, 86 tram line. You can uh, eat and drink your heart to your heart's yeah. content you really pretty can, much. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an orchard. If you plant... Similar kinds of trees <laughs> in the same area. They germinate and look after each other. Yeah. Um, speaking of slow beer in this area, they're opening up across the road soon. Yeah, I read that. Um, your old employer. I read that on uh, broadsheet. Yeah. Um, which good again, article, by the way. Was yeah, it? no, yeah. it's good. Yeah. Brilliantly written. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good. It's good to see. Like I, I welcome it, and um, it'll be awesome. I think it brings more people to the area that want to have um, a craft beer or are looking for something interesting to try. Um, so the more the more craft beer venues, the better, in in, in my opinion. Um, and we all sort of feed off each other. Like we, I'll send people that way down. I was doing that before for for Tiff, um, sort of recommending Two Rows the next spot to to try some new beers, um, where people are sort of looking for somewhere new to try after they finish up here. Um, and I think they've sent people up this way as well, which is really cool. So yeah, it's a it's a good. Um, uh, neighbourly sort of community vibe around here for sure with all the um, people that work in the different uh, craft beer venues and restaurants um, sort of coming in for drinks here after work or in their break um, they might come and say hi so yeah that's no, really good it's supporting each other you know and it's kind of that the borrow a cup of sugar kind of a thing if you need to borrow something that's it yeah you we've, know, you know, we've, um, we've traded sort of couplers like um, keg fittings and all yeah. sorts of things so that's awesome um, yeah that's no, a really good and you're expanding uh, BMash now. You know, you've got your drinking license, which is only a, a month or so old. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So we're, we're going through the motions of um, getting uh, our permit for the footpath trading. So we'll hopefully have that up for spring. Um, we can have some tables out on the street. Um, has that been difficult to get the, the licenses through? Uh, it has taken a while. It's all been pretty straightforward, but um, it's it's just t the whole process takes a while. I presume there's quite a lot of people applying for liquor licenses these days, and um, people are changing up the way they operate um, and putting in um, variations of liquor licenses and things like that. Um, I know celebrations down the road here is applying for a uh, on-premise as well. Wow, for a yeah. celebration! Yeah, Which, uh, so I guess people not from Australia—that's kind of a chain. Um, mm, are they owned? Who are they owned by? 
Uh, it's the same owner that owns uh, Sample, I think. Sample Brewing. Really? Uh, yeah. I think his name's Dan. I can't remember his last name at the moment. But yeah, that would be kind of the last, one of the last yeah, places. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. And I also yeah. guess that in a place like, um, like Smith Street, that there'd be so much uh, application and maintenance of licensing yeah. yeah, it would take a while for them to get get, get it done. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so many new cafes, and as we were saying just before, like there's so many new bars and cafes opening up. It's um, it'd be a lot, of, a bit, pretty big uh, pile of paperwork that someone's got to go through in the yeah, council office. Enough. That's for sure. But um, well, we're just stoked to get it, and that we have it now. So, um, and then yeah, we've got a we've got uh, Hayden Lambert, who's um, quite well known in the cocktail industry, mm. um, a kind of award-winning and yeah, and he got. I think he got best cocktail mixologist or something along those lines in um, in Belfast when he was working at the Merchant Hotel two years in a row, um, mm. and then more recently has been one could be a fluke, but two in a row means yeah. good. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Um, and then uh, he was recently at uh, Bar Americano. If uh, people are into their cocktails, mm. would probably know that place. Um, and I think that's one like best bar in the world or, yeah, or up there in those so rankings too, yeah. before. Um, which is awesome, but it's going to be great to have him upstairs. So is that going to be labelled BMS or it's going to be labelled? No, so it'll be a, it's sort of a separate um, venue with a separate entry via the back laneway, which is oh, very okay. Melbourne. Yeah. Um, and it'll be, I think he's sort of just got 15 seats up there. Um, so it'll be quite a niche little cocktail space mm. um, where you've got to press a buzzer to get in and all that sort of Fine. thing. So yeah. 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 Um, but that'll be yeah completely separate of Beermash. But um, that's so tempting as well. Like after having a couple of beers and being, oh, let's yeah. just head up the secret entrance to get yeah. a cocktail. Yeah, definitely. Um, are you guys going to sort of collaborate and do do beer cocktails or anything like that? Or yeah, I was chatting to him about it. Um, he's obviously still in in the progress of um, construction, but he's is pretty close to finishing now. But it's definitely something I'd like to look at. Um, I've seen places like Anderson Valley posting about um, gin and tonic sort of ghosts. Yeah. Mixes and things like that, where you've got a that's uh, ghost ghost style um, with a bit of gin and that some other garnishes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and then we're also looking at the potential of uh, pre-packaged cocktails. Yeah, um, should be quite cool. I think it's takeaway cocktail. For yeah, I think um, the Mar- Everly does. Yeah, it? the Everly. Yeah, yeah um, which is just kind of down the road on Gertrude here. Yeah, that's um, it. Yeah, and um, I've thought about that, like you know, a Negroni or a true. Because, like, capping off your night at a bar with a cocktail could be a disaster. But do it at home, <laughs> yeah, no problems. Yeah. Well, like a Friday night, like, you know, coming in here and grabbing a growler and a takeaway cocktail. Yeah, like for sure. Sit, yeah. sit in front of the TV and be pretty happy, I think. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's great. So, yeah, it's exciting. It's, it's, I can't wait for that to open. And um, What's the sort of timeline for that? Uh, they're looking at, I think, early to mid-September. Um, oh, that's pretty, that's pretty soon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, um, yeah, really exciting. Hmm. It be good. Now, your background, how did you get into to beer? Um, I started in wine, so um, I worked in a winery, Bass Phillip Winery, early on, um, before, I was of, before I was 18. I was just picking grapes and cleaning the floor and all that sort of thing. Um, and that sort of led into um, a position at Prince Wine Store in South Melbourne um, and managing for, I think I was there for six and a half years, so it was um, a pretty long stint there. But yeah amazing um, operation the way those guys sort of put each staff member through um, Wessett courses which is Wine Spirits Education Trust a really good amount of exposure to different amazing wines from Europe and all over the world Um, do you still drink wine? I do yeah on occasion so I've sort of (coughs) introduced it into beer mash a little bit Um, so we've got a nice little uh, tight little wine selection um, which is good to offer I think it's nice to have that as an option um, rather than just being 100% beer um, which is really good. So that um, sort of inspired me to 
uh, then get that happening. Um, but while working in wine, um, I came across uh, a guy who is the owner of uh, Cavalier Brewing, or Cavalier Brewery, which is Heath, Heath Shirtcliffe. Um, it was actually at a party, I think we were, um, and we were chatting, and he was just talking about starting it up, um, or they'd just started. Um, and then, yeah, I sort of got chatting with him and ended up working with Cavalier as a sales rep and working in the brewery for a little bit as well. Um, and then it sort of went from there, and then working at Slow Beer as well, um, which is quite inspiring for this place now as well. But, um, but yeah, that's pretty much how it all came about, I guess. So, yeah. um, Slow Beer has kind of been like, I guess they were the first, you know, craft beer bottle shop and probably most of our first experience with... And it's sort of like become an institution, I guess, eh? Yeah. 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 I guess, was that a good education to work with with those guys? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, Chris is a really smart operator and um, for the size of the venue, it, it works really, really well. Um, it's got an amazing range. And it's, it's sort of got a range where even working there, you would go in to work a shift and there would be a whole new shelf of beers each time so I'm sure I've quizzed you before like walking in and go like have, oh, have you tried that and you're like I didn't even know that was on the shelf <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's right yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah it's, it's amazing there's, there's quite a quick turnover of beers there um, and he's always sort of got his finger on the pulse with new stuff coming in all the time which is it's really also kind of crazy like he has one of the smaller ranges because it's, it's a small property at the, the, the Richmond it's, store yeah, really compared tiny. to it's other bottle stores but like hmm. there's beers that you just can't not get anywhere else except for slow beer it's kind yeah. of crazy yeah. yeah absolutely and have you kind of I guess taken that influence here and, and yeah it? yeah definitely um, it's it's definitely been influential um, in terms of the ranging um, and also uh, the style of things so like I know he we had the growlers going there and this was already a growler place, but it's it's definitely something I want to continue with and um, get going. But um, yeah, no, there's, there's definitely a lot of inspiration from the drink in and also takeaway element, um, which is really cool. So I think it was one of the first, uh, along with Chapel Street Sellers, I think did that. Yeah, um, where you can sort of sit down and have a beer, or you can get a six pack and sure, take it away. Yeah, that's both, true. So. Um, um, Dave yeah, was really saying you're saying how much you liked the the fit out in terms of the lights. Yeah, the there's no reason bell. why this place should feel cozy but it does exposed, <laughs> awesome. like it's exposed brick wall it's concrete flooring it's exposed wood ceiling and the lighting makes it all look snug as a bug in a rug yeah was that oh, pre you or did you no yeah I, my first sort of big thing that i did when i came in was um take the plasterboard down um it was a bit of a gamble i guess uh the the material behind the plasterboard could have been damaged or there could have been any number of things sure um but I had a quick peek through one of the light fittings and saw the the bridge work on the the joists. And oh that yeah, was, right. Yeah, so Fair that enough. Was all original sort of styling. I've noticed a few places that have that along here as well. Um, but yeah, the the timber's in really good nick, and it just really makes it feel a bit warmer. Um, and the fir- uh, the other thing was getting rid of the fluoro lighting. So I think that more sort of yellow tungsten light. Definitely, I remember. Like I never came into Bmesh beforehand, but I've walked past it numerous times, and I always felt like it looked a little bit like intimidating walking in. Yeah, so it had a bit it was of that kind of like bright. It was a little bit, um, I don't know, sterile. And mm. the register was at the far end of the property. Is yeah, that right? Yeah, it's quite so far it back. Yeah. Kind of looked like you were like approaching and like going to a gauntlet. To <laughs> yeah, to get that's it. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Well, um, it's, um, it looks really good now. The, the, thanks, Eve. That's, yeah. that's cool. It's um, it's sort of a plan to extend the bar along and have a bit longer uh, sort of bar because um, we find. 
Um, a lot of people love to sit at the bar and it's a really social sort of event um, where we've got customers coming in and they'll end up chatting to someone they don't know across the bar. And um, Definitely. I also think that people that um, come in to have a few drinks because there's so many beers on tap want to be able to like see what they are and sort of like yeah, assess yeah. it yeah. while they're drinking and that sort of thing like that absolutely it's sort of like pick up on trends or oh, heaps of people are buying that uh yakima monster maybe i'll give that a go yeah yeah, yeah and it's become that that ultimate icebreaker now is what are you know what of are you course. drinking yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's easy yeah um, really and good. i was gonna yeah, say like sitting around the bar for me like it's oh it's well look at it now it's full hmm. yeah. yeah and i just like you know going somewhere and like you can't sit at the bar for whatever reason you can't you don't have that engagement yeah, yeah. Mm. It's not it's not as common as I would have thought it would be, but um, I mean, there are some places to do it, but I think it's a really nice element to have that. Um, and having a slightly longer bar mm. um, to fit a few more people would be really, really fun. So mm. um, that's the, the next stage. Um, that'll also bring it a little bit closer to the front. Um, yeah, sure. So, yeah. Um, and we've got the, the back laneway space as well, which we've early on we collaborated with... Uh, Mike Macatron. I don't know if there's anyone listening that's into... It's a great name. Of, yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. So he um, he was one of the founders, I think, with Fibs um, for Everfresh Studio, okay. um, who are um, based just at the back, um, and we share a dead-end laneway, laneway with them. Awesome. Um, so we've run a couple of events, or they've run an event or two there, and um, I've got in on the action and poured beers oh, um, out of the, the very back bar, um, which is quite cool. So... Um, Probably looking at doing some of those in the warmer weather and getting some beer, little yeah, mini cool. beer festivals happening, which is quite fun. So, see how we go. I love the idea of like different businesses working together sure. on an yeah, event. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's a really good. I think if there's a way that you can like draw attention to it from the Smith Street side, that'd be really cool because that's the sort of thing that people that are wandering around will go yeah. check out. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's good. Any other questions, Dave? No. Anything you want to add about beer mash? Um, this is your time to spruik. Yeah, 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 spruik. yeah. Come, and, come and check it out. We've got yeah, 20 taps constantly rotating. Um, I think there's a bit over 200 beers in the fridges. Awesome. Um, and yeah, pretty amazing selection of spirits and, and wine considering the, the space. So um, yeah, no, just come and check before it out. Before long, there'll be some fun cocktails upstairs. Absolutely. I did, I did yeah. hear you were offering a gin and tonic uh, and you, you pulled out the ice ball... Yeah, uh, we've got the really fun little uh, ice spheres. Yeah, um, and then it was the the botanist gin, which is from uh, the Brooklady whiskey guys. That's right. It's yeah, a, it's a delicious, delicious gin. So, uh, yeah, apparently the the story was they um, were sort of panicking a little bit um, when they first started their distillery, um, having to wait for their scotch, um, which is an Isla Scotch, um, to mature. Mm. Um, so they went over to London and uh, discovered the the main botanicals to use, and then. Flew them back and found two retired German botanists on, on the island that um, made up the 22 botanicals in the gin. All right. Um, so, yeah, it's one of my favourites. Um, it pairs really well with, um, if you're going to mix it with tonic, the Fever Tree uh, Mediterranean, um, which is a new blend from them. Um, yeah, it's great. It's, and it's, it's fun just to have that on an offer rather mm. than just having beers. I think it's a, a good little... And you can do boilermakers with some of the whiskies and stuff as well, which is cool, so... I, I, I'm a big fan of a gin and beer boilermaker. I think it's a, mm. a neat gin with a, a really nice IPA or a pale ale goes for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely complimentary. Yeah. Mm. All right, should we uh, take a quick break and we'll come back and wrap up? Love it. Awesome. Right. Thanks. Welcome back. 
We've got um, some beer recommendations. We've got full glasses as well. We were, oh yeah, what do you what did you get, Dave? I got the Johnny Octane Red IPA from Panhead, and it's tasting so Famous good. Famous sellouts, Panhead. Yeah. No, yeah. it's a joke. Yeah, still um, delicious. Yeah, yeah, I really like that beer. Out of taste, it was delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yours was fun too. Yeah, I got the Mornington Peninsula Milk Stout. Uh, it's been a long time since I had a Milk Stout. It's not the kind of beer I normally go for, but tasting really tasty, good. Yeah. What did you go for, Shane? Um, I've gone the Johnny Octane as well. Mm. I sort of couldn't go past it. It's really nice, really nice malt bill um, and backed up with some solid hops. Mm. Sort of dries it up at the finish. So, yeah, it's great. Tasting awesome. Tasting super fun, yeah. Recommendation time, eh? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go last because I'm going to be scrambling for my non-beer recommendations. Okay, so. well, I'll, do a, I'll start with a beer one. Sure. Um, one of the first beers I had when I got here today was the Kettle Green Brewing Pilsner. What was it called? It's got a fun but it's name. A uh, particular politely, kind. Politely liquid. Yeah. Mm. Um, Black Pilsner. Black Pilsner. Uh, yeah. Really delicious. And Kittle Green, is she the she's brews at Yeah, she was uh, well, she's the one of the brewers at Cavalier. I think they've got a couple of brewers now, but yep. um, that's her her project, her own um, brewing company within Cavalier. Mm. Um, but yeah, we, uh, every release I'll always grab a keg and some cases yeah. um, without even trying it. I haven't sort of gone wrong with I think you mentioned earlier the the coffee double as well, yeah. which was oh, your coffee just double. on, yeah, on yeah. tap recently. That was really good. Yeah. Um, Are they really packaging anything? Yeah, they've yep. they've gone into package as well with those with fancy new labels. So mm. um, I've got a uh, I've got a few on the shelf. I think one to watch out for that that pilsner. It was, that was really, really clean, really vibrant on the palate. Um, Still pretty dry though. Yeah. Really dry, and it had that, yeah. that just the the right amount of roastiness for a black pilsner. Uh, it didn't dominate. It just felt like a. Yeah, a beer I could drink all day, or a beer I could have with food, and so yeah, it's really well balanced. Yeah, yeah. So good. check that out. I don't know if they're getting out of Melbourne yet. I'm sure. Yeah, that, that I might don't. Not that I'm aware of. It'll happen though. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, check it out though if you can. Hmm. Shane, what do you got for us? Um, well, I think it was one of the beers, or the second beers you had, the uh, Liberty Knife Party IPA. Yeah. Um, for me, it's just an amazingly well balanced IPA, really bright as well, um, quite clear. They've put it through a fair bit of filtration, but um, not to the point where it's lost any flavour. It still packs yeah, quite a... Yeah, I remember like I had much. that when it first came into the country and that was mm. one of the things that I noticed. It was just like yeah. unbelievably clear. Yeah, mm. It's incredible beer. So, um, huge fan of that. Um, I reckon... Good recommendation. That's, that's definitely yeah. worth checking out. Awesome. Yeah. Dave, what do you got for us? Mine's going to be a two-parter, okay? A couple of weekends ago, I cracked... Greedy. I went into the cellar and pulled out a um, Phoenix from Hargraves Hill. Oh, yeah. Which is Imperial Red Ale. Yeah, the nice. one that I had was 2012, mm-hmm. so that's got some years on it now. It was absolutely magnificent. Awesome. So my recommendation is not that beer, but it's to purchase that beer and forget <laughs> about it for a few years <laughs> because a bit of time is so kind to that. It's such a delicious beer. Um, I don't know if anything changed with those guys, if it maybe is me, but they're kicking goals lately. They're putting out some really fun beers, yeah. uh, a lot of sort of wild ferment. Uh, barrel stuff. A lot of barrel aging beers, like it's real fun sort of stuff. Yeah. I think I, I was thinking about it today. Actually, we'd probably need to get them on the show and have a chat about what they're up to. Yeah, well, I think we've sort of told, spoken with Simon a couple of times yep. in passing. So yep. we should do something like that. Maybe Definitely. we should get out there. Sounds like a day trip. Yeah, um, I'm really tempted to buy their um, Abbey Double because I just have a feeling with all these delicious barreled beers that I've been having, I want to see how yeah, that I've one's shaping that, I've up. I've got that so in the fridge. Yeah, a, a fresh, fresh batch. The so Russian Imperial Stout was quite good too. That was well, it always amazing. is. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's that's been like one of the ones that every year is a goal kicker, but it's just kind of a little bit um, prohibitive price point wise. But I mean, it's 
worthwhile though. Yeah, what's the, what's the price on the Russian Imperial Stout? Well, I can't remember, but because they put it in a 750 mil packaging and it's 12 odd percent, isn't it? It the is up there. Yeah. yeah so it's, uh, I think it's 25 to 30. Oh, that's actually less than I thought it would probably would be. I might be wrong. I need to double check. I think. But um, excellent beer though. Yeah. yeah, it's just one of those ones where if you go and buy like eight beers, if one of those is a crazy, um, a crazy. 12% Imperial Stout that's 750 mil bottle like you're going to be forking out some cash so yeah, yeah yeah, it adds up sure does so yeah buy a bottle of Phoenix and put it away for year, for years that's a good one I like mm. that I think I had a bottle um, at a, a bottle share recently and it, yeah it held up really well so good because like for a 9.5% or whatever it is Imperial Red Ale to me like I'm going this is going to be kind of sweet and it's not there's no like cloying sweetness from it it's just it's Beautifully balanced, really rich multi red ale. It's really good. Awesome. Mm. Um, let's do some non beers. Sure, I've uh, got mine, so you don't have to you've juke thought of yours? the stats and all put right, me at cool. last. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll, let's do last anyway. Okay, all right. Oh, no, you for a, for like a drum roll, a all two right. person okay. drum roll before you get to me. Yeah, okay. Um, I, as part of the film festival, I went and saw Sour Grapes. Mm-hmm. It's a documentary about a um, wine fraud and, and a guy that kind of hustled the wine industry with with fraudulent labels and. Um, really fascinating, really good insight into to wine. Um, I think the most fascinating part was comparing it to beer culture in terms of these guys that are buying really high-end tickers. wine. Yeah, tickers. Yeah, tickers. It's more high-end wine dick swingers, yeah, I call sure, them, yeah. um, to show off. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've, we've got this high-end wine yeah. and we're amazing. And so it's kind of a look into that culture. I don't know anyone that would do that in the beer scene, just be like banding around 2012 Hargraves Hill oh. Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the US, I think there's definitely a few. <laughs> that might are, be right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, really interesting. And uh, uh, yeah, I reckon, I know there have been fake bottles of beer and uh, going around in uh, Cantillon and in the trading scene, there's been people trying to fake uh, Imperial Stouts for, to trade and... It could happen easily, you know. People are starting to pay four or five hundred dollars for a mm-hmm. bottle of beer, and running in, in its infancy. So, yeah, really interesting. It'll happen. Yeah. Check it out. Sour grapes. I don't know if it's getting so, released, but all oh right, yeah, because it was part of the festival, and they didn't have any information about wider distribution after that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Keep your eyes on yeah, the internet. Yeah. Google will tell you. Yeah, definitely. Non-beer wreck, Shane. Um, I'm gonna have to go with the burger, the double patty smash at mm-hmm. Rockwell and Sons, just just down the road, and I probably frequent it. More than I should. Are you um, putting on weight now that you're? Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit. But uh, no, it's a, it's a great burger. It's it it's, really is a really good it's, burger. Um, yeah. Probably my favourite that I've had. I know it's a big call, but probably my favourite in Melbourne. Um, there are some awesome burgers out there, but um, I guess given that it's so close by on Smith Street, um, it's yeah definitely one that. It I'd is one that like whenever I think when you like get together with your friends and talk about the best burgers, I like. <laughs> Ratchet down with the double patty smash. I go, yeah, it's really good, but like, there's so many good ones. And then I have it again. I go, mm, no, nah, maybe it's this amazing. Is really yeah. the best one. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. I, I, if you're in, if you're coming to Melbourne as a beer drinker, I think Rockwell and Sons should be sure. high on your list. Yeah, I think they've, they've got a couple of taps in there as well yeah. um, that change up and some really cool packaged beers. I think we had a Cantillon there one time and a Panna Cotta. It was delicious. It was like the oh, wow. one of my happy places. Yeah. I remember it's a few awesome. years ago um, before they can package there. It was a different beer. Um, they had the Mountain Goat Fancy Pants oh, yep. Red Ale on there, which was a better beer at the time. Um, and just having like the double patty smash and a, oh, and a Fancy Pants was just the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's getting too close to dinner time as well. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dave, what do you got for us? Okay. We had a brief conversation off mic 
So I'm going to recommend that if you are cooking a beef mince based dish, substitute a bit of that with some chorizo or other sausage because it's a slam dunk. <laughs> the extra fat in that's going to all meld it together and make one happy flavor party. So I worked my last one. I probably subbed out about a third of the meat for chorizo. Like a whole and it chorizo was you chucked in there? I chucked two chorizo, two chorizo sausages in. And yeah. you made a chili, right? I made chili, yeah. And it was wonderful. Did you eat that chili like in one go? No, 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 no. I still have lunch for the rest of the week sorted with it. Yeah. Awesome. So, Did yeah. you like dip it, dip some bread to dip in there or give some... Um, when I ate it, I only had just, just rice with it. But if you have a bit of bread with that, you are yeah. onto a winner. Man, I'm getting way too hungry now. How can we get in touch with you, Luke? Um, you can find me on the internet at Ale of a Time on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, mm-hmm. Facebook, the internet.com. Sure. Shane, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, we're on active on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Awesome. Uh, what's the what's the handle? At uh, beermash. Or one um, word? Yeah, or one word. So nice and easy. Yeah. So right. for all developments, for uh, dates and whatnot for beermash, head across to those channels and Absolutely. we'll find out all yep. the information. What's your address? Uh, we're here at 306 Smith Street in Collingwood. All right. Um, not Fitzroy. If yeah. You, if you on go the to Collingwood side of Smith Street. <laughs> if you're coming from the city, jump on the 86 tram and uh, jump off from stop 19. If there's lots of traffic, get off at stop 18 and walk. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, that today. I, was, I had a, a devil of a time getting here today. Um, Dave? You can find, find you? me uh, across most social media platforms at Dave. Uh, I still can't get that person on Snapchat to give up that name so I'm not there yet but everywhere else so so you're not using Snapchat because you can't get the handle well I'm not having a different name I'm not going to spend 19 minutes here (laughs) saying different things to do it so forget it yeah Um, like us on uh, give us a rating on iTunes please do that that would be really Uh, uh, helpful to us Um, send us an email david let me know if there's anything you want us to talk about definitely I got no game recommendations from last week's episode. So you got what? No game recommendations. What does I that mean? If people would email us oh, a course, yeah. After our Donkey game. Kong special, yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, nothing. Donuts. Garbage. Disappointing. I'm if disappointed right in you personally, listeners. If, you, if you're listening right now and you've ever played a video game on a Macintosh computer and you know that it's good and you didn't Luke's tell me about it. Luke's got free time he wants to kill and I don't you're have not a job. You. I yeah. can do this. Um, thank you to Toe Hider for our theme music. Always guys. appreciated. Uh, cheers.